Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 155. I am Sean, and joined with me we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Tony Katz. Yo, yo. And Mr. Cooch. Back again. This is our sports podcast, and if you saw on our uh, Instagram, we are recording this and releasing this a day early, uh, just because of the tragic events that uh, took place yesterday that we'll we'll be getting into in a moment. Um, Actually, we're just going to get into it right now. We could call it like an emergency podcast. Yeah, it's an emergency podcast. Emergency press conference podcast. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason I even wanted to do this podcast today instead of Tuesday was because... When I had texted this morning about it, the Clippers and Lakers were supposed to be playing tomorrow evening at a Laker home game, but uh, it did come out this afternoon that that game has been postponed, rightfully so. So the Lakers won't be playing again, I believe, until Friday at home against Portland. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I can truthfully say, and I mean, for those of you who somehow don't know, I mean, I guess we start at the beginning, Kobe Bryant killed in a helicopter crash yesterday with not, morning with, with eight sunday others, morning with eight others with eight others yes and uh one of those eight people being his daughter and then another one was a local baseball coach at a community college where he was a baseball coach for 27 years and he was a very liked and very well-known coach there's even been quotes from current mlb players i saw one from i think it was jeff mcneil that said that that coach is part of the reason why i'm still playing and jeff mcneil almost won the batting title this year or uh yeah i think he did lose it at the end I yeah don't so i mean sure he was though. a great uh, that tells yeah. you right there what kind of hitter he was so for a coach to be able to keep him playing just tells you what kind of person that was and then you know three young girls under the age of like 15 or so died on that plane all i mean that helicopter also and yep. it's it's tragic i mean when i saw it yesterday you immediately think like it's a hoax like i saw it and there's like oh there's no way and i yeah. told the people i was with a couple buddies of mine and one of my buddy's dads and they're all like Oh, there's no, no way. That's that's not real. I texted my mom, told her, my dad, and it was like, no, it's it's real. You know, it started. That's when we started saying too, like, uh, Cooch over here. If uh, once it got, you know, we wanted it to be confirmed by more stations. We didn't just trust TMZ, or we didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like New York Times and other stuff, and just started coming out. And it's like, holy shit, like that's that's real. And well, it still doesn't feel real. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, I've. Movie star, whether they're movie stars, any kind of celebrities, athletes, I have never felt this way after a, a athlete or celebrity passing away that I have with Kobe like this. It's been, I was teary eyed all day yesterday. I've had teary eyes again at times today. I'll, when I watch the Lakers do their little intro thing, I'll probably have strong emotions. Well, I, that, I, was, I was telling my dad on the way here, uh, I kind of wish they were still playing tomorrow yeah. selfishly because I just yeah. kind of want to get that over with because that'll mm-hmm. be like, you know, definitely cried on his last game when he dropped the sixty. Definitely cried when he when this eight and twenty four went in the banner. So I'm imagine this one will be the same. Yeah, I kind of just you know, like I said, selfishly wish that we could just get it over with. And I, I agree. I was like my thought too when I went. Uh, it was actually Sean who texted me earlier today saying it was canceled. That's how I found out, and I was upset because I was like, "What? I wanted to go watch more because I kind of wanted to be because the fact too it was going to be against the Clippers. You know, that's their you know the other team in L.A. So it would have just been a big moment for the city i think to have their two teams get to face each other but you know friday at least it's a friday now you know so that way i can have an excuse to be out more and you know 
get to watch it out somewhere because I'd prefer to watch that game in public because I just think like the energy and wherever you're at, it's going to be like everyone's in this together. Everyone's hurting together. You know, we you can see it anywhere you go. Like we were in Sharky's yesterday down in Huntington moments after it happened to get breakfast and it, it was crazy in there. Like all the TVs, it was like a scene out of a movie, you know, where you like something big happens and then like they show all the people like in their living rooms or in the bar or like in a restaurant and every single TV just has the same like breaking news thing on and it was just... You know, no one wanted to believe it. And I mean, especially in the Orange County, L.A. County area, you know, it's going to hit people even harder. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's just crazy how globally influential he was. You know, you see it in, you know, all over the countries. You know, Neymar had scored a goal like hours after all the way in Paris and did a celebration thing towards him. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, they like in the middle of the Pro Bowl or whatever, they mentioned it or whatnot. And then it was pretty crazy seeing uh, Tiger Woods find out when his caddy told him off the 18 that he was, he, uh, the caddy said he wouldn't tell him during, uh, during, during the, the round, course because he round. didn't want to mess him up during the round. And it's a crazy scene. Cause you know, he's telling him and you can see it's like, he kind of stops what he's doing and looks at him and just says like, excuse me. Like it was like, he didn't believe it either. And then he goes and gives an interview five minutes after it. And it's like, of course, like, Oh, you know, your friend just passed away. What do you think? What do you think? And it's like, and that's why sometimes I'm impressed with how composed some of those guys are on TV. Cause it's like, like I said, I'm feeling this way and I'm hurting and I was just mm-hmm. a fan. I never got to know him personally. I mean, that's the thing, like how this, um, Chris Paul took a personal day today because so he was a, a friend and Kyrie Irving did. And it's like, it's crazy to me. I mean, that these guys are playing basketball, you know, that they made them play basketball yesterday and that they're even still playing today. It's, you know, some of these guys, it's like, you know, they were all, every single person looked up to him, all these young guys. And then all the veterans, some of them even played with him that are still playing in the league. Yeah. I was yeah, really coached him. Vince was playing at the moment. Like, it's like, it's crazy. I think it was his 43rd birthday yesterday as yep. well. And it's just like, yeah, he, I mean, his entire career, like Vince Carter saw Kobe's entire career. Basically. I think they were like two years apart. Yeah, he did a tweet like, saying, you know, they met each other when they were 15 and 16 yeah. in AAU. I've been playing ever since. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I just think of my whole childhood, you know, when you think, you know, I've been a big sports fan forever. And then Lakers was always my team. And, you know, you just think back to like, even, playing video games when it would always be like, oh, Shaq and Kobe or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're watching them on TV, posters. I remember even having like picture in my binder of him like dunking and stuff. And it's, I remember thinking back like a couple years ago thinking like, and Kobe was the specific guy I thought of like, you know, like one day, you know, you're going to be sit back and you're going to start watching some of these athletes, celebrities pass away. Like when you're older, you know, like you'll have to look back and be like, oh man, I remember man, like, you know, I envision I'd be like an old man and like, I'd be like, oh, Kobe passed away. And I'd be like, get like this nostalgia. Like, oh man, I remember being in grade school like years ago. Yeah. It's watching it's, him play. And then it's like, that's how I wanted it to go. Or like, we knew like, you know what? He lived a great life. He lived to be in his eighties or whatever. And you know, like how you see Bill Russell still walking around and mm-hmm, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's like, that's well, how, that's what I was going to say. I watched, I watched the whole speech. I was it last year when, or whenever he gave Bill Russell his lifetime achievement award at the ESPYs. Kobe Bryant presented it to Bill Russell and it's like it's unfair because we should be giving that to Kobe one day you know like somebody should be hand- passing that torch to Kobe one day and giving him that those accolades and we're never going to get that mm-hmm. I've had a lot of selfish moments dealing with this whole Kobe thing and I'm kind of like you know I, I want to like verbalize it and realize it, and that's a selfish moment for me to be able, like you said, sit with my kids or grandkids, whatever, one day and say, yeah, I watched Kobe through his prime. But I was at the golf tournament, the Farmers Open in La Jolla this weekend, and 
watching Tiger Woods live, and I was talking to some friends, and you know, I told them, for me, Kobe, Tiger, Tom Brady are my top three favorite athletes of all time, and then it's like the next day this kind of happens. So it's kind of surreal. I was watching one of my favorite athletes at peak performance drive golf balls, and then the next day, you know, one's gone. But it's just, it's 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 hard not to be selfish in a time like this because he was such a great human and such a great athlete and he really does transcend sports he's so much more than that he loved soccer he loved baseball last time i saw him was at game 4 of the nlds in last year excuse me the year before last when the dodgers lost um, he was sitting front row and I was, I happened to be in the stadium. And so he was, he was the epitome of LA. He was the heartbeat of LA and we'll never get that back. I mean, there will be another heartbeat of LA, but there'll never be one like Kobe. Um, and it's, it's tough. Everybody deals with it in, in their own ways. Um, but he, he's watching him speak lately has been, has been hard. Um, I got, and I'll, and I'll admit this, another selfish thing that I've done yesterday, I got just completely pissed off because I'm watching, everybody posted something on social media. Yeah. And some people where I'm like, I know you've never watched a fucking Laker game in <laughs> yeah. your entire life. And, I, and then I, I like had like probably two or three hours of rage watching, going on social media. I had to like put my phone down because I'm watching these people post and I'm like, you don't even know Kobe. Like you don't, you've never watched Kobe. You don't. You probably don't even know what his his uh, fadeaway jumper looks like. You know, you probably didn't watch him hit him to hit those two free throws when he tore his Achilles. I remember you didn't see him drop sixty in his last game. So don't post shit about it. But then today I woke up and kind of took a step back and just yeah, and thought to myself how great, how much greater that is for Kobe. That people who don't even know the sport, mm-hmm. who aren't even Lakers fans, can go out of their way to post about him because he did affect them in some way. And so that's something that I'm admitting personally that I have to work on because I was really pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's now I'm looking at it in a different light. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. If you've heard of Kobe or have any kind of inclination to his legacy – then you have a reason to grieve, and it's okay. It's okay that you grieve um, because he was that amazing of an athlete and a person. So I'm taking a step back and looking at it in that way because I grew up a Lakers fan. I watched Kobe on the couch with my dad and grandpa, uh, you know, I probably thousands of times, watch him hit thousands of jump shots, listen to Chick Hearn talk about him for years. Um, rest in peace, Chick Hearn. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm taking a step back. I'm admitting my faults because some of you may listening. I may have been pissed at you. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I just I think it's an even bigger uh, notch in Kobe's belt that this is. There's never been an outpouring like this. Like Nipsey Hussle died recently. He was kind of a transcendent figure. You know, there's been a lot of guys that have passed that it's been tragic. Uh, but none as significant as Kobe Bryant. But obviously. In the way and the manner and with who, just kind of makes things even worse. And I definitely don't want to end this podcast without at least you know sending our prayers to the families of because there was eight other people on that plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kobe and, of- and and Kobe would tell us if Kobe were in this room right now, he would tell us to talk about the other people that were on the plane. 
And so I think it's important to to recognize them as well because I know that Kobe would be focused on them rather than himself. And so I think that's important to share with people because that's just the type of type of probably guy that, that he was and never had the chance to meet him. But as much as we watched him or I watched him, speaking for myself, you know, you feel like he, you know, you know him pretty damn well. Yeah. And I uh to second what you said about uh people posting about him that uh you know, probably weren't as big of Laker fans as, you know, some of us. I thought the same thing. I was like, there were so many people posting yesterday and there was people that I was like, dude, like, did, I mean, you couldn't even name me four Lakers right now. You yeah, And it's like, no. and I, and I, but my mind didn't go straight to anger like that. It just kind of, thankfully it did look at more of like the light of it right away. And it was, to me, I was kind of like, that just tells you the kind of person he was like, here's someone who I don't even know watches basketball and they're posting about him and it just well, told you like they that don't watch basketball. Right. That's, yeah. you know what I mean? That's, that's even bigger is, but it's like, you know, they still the fact that's that it okay. was still, he made that impact. Cause everybody knows, especially around this area, like that who Kobe Bryant was in those games, you know, those championships and everything and just type of person he was winning an Oscar last year. Like, so all that stuff. So it was, uh, it was pretty crazy to me to see how many people were posting about it. And then you just see all like the news, like every station, like we've had, uh, even on like, you know, Spanish TV channels that are like sick, like uh, talk shows and stuff. Like from what I can read from it, I see Kobe Bryant. So I know they're talking about him. And then it's on the golf channel yesterday. It was like, you didn't, you wouldn't even know you were watching the golf channel. And it's, uh, it's just crazy to see like someone made such an impact like that. And it's, I mean, I obviously wasn't alive during this time, but I said, I have to imagine this is kind of what it was like when like Kennedy died or when John Lennon died, like just the impact of Princess Die. I brought up Prin- the Princess Die thing. I think it's yeah. so polarizing that it has to be on the level of Princess Die. Yeah, and it's well, to, and it's I think it's what makes it worse is they're all they were all so sudden deaths. Like it, it was. wasn't like Well, there's never this especially the bas- base excuse me, the basketball community, this has never happened. There's ne- there's all the all MVPs except for two are still alive. Did you know that? Moses Malone and uh, uh, Wilt Chamberlain are the only mm-hmm. two NBA MVPs that are no longer on this planet. And they died in their like their 60s, you know, like yeah. more towards you know, the end of life. Will, Will still, Chamberlain definitely lived a good life. He did, for sure. God. But what I'm saying is uh, they, they they gave a lot more. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even if they even if Kobe lived to 60, we'd have another two decades with him. And so this one's rocked the basketball world because of how recent it is. And um, I think that the way the basketball community has responded has been great with the 24-second violations, 8-second yeah, violations. So, uh, yeah, the Raptors and Spurs did it first, which, you know, go figure a Popovich – Co- a coached game would have had that happen first. I don't know if they went Pop, court side I bet first you, or whatever. I bet you Greg Popovich cursed Kobe's name so much in private when he was playing Kobe. He probably of gave him more headaches did. than any player. Mm-hmm. Well, just think about how many battles the Spurs and the Lakers had in the oh, Western Conference. Yeah. Unfortunately, Nobody's, the Spurs well, came Pop out coached. on top a lot of those, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure did. But there were many times yeah. when, when they didn't. And so I'm sure Pop... Uh, has analyzed that but, uh, man more than anybody. What was also cool, so they, yeah, like you said, they've been doing the 24-second thing, which I imagine will be a trend throughout the week. And uh, some teams have also been doing the eight-second thing where they'll hold it for eight seconds and then the 24-second uh, for the other team. But what was cool today was uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves in their game, Kobe Bryant passed Michael Jordan for third all-time at that arena and did it at the free throw line. So when that was the eight seconds, I think it was Carl Anthony Towns got the basketball and set it right there on the free throw line and stuff. And so 
that was cool. And then obviously, uh, for those of you out there that, I mean, if you're listening to this here, you should be a sports fan, but, uh, some of you might be listening to this just cause you know, we're going to be talking about Kobe, but, uh, you know, the night before Kobe passed away, LeBron James did end up passing him. So it's pretty wild that that was one of the last, honestly, probably the last basketball game he watched. So do you know when you text me, you said Kobe died. Mm-hmm. I thought you were referring to that for some reason. That's yeah. how crazy that was. Like, oh, because LeBron passed him, he's dead now. I was like, and you know what's? It was that that was you would never think that when mm-hmm. I was like, that's you and what two words and it's like. That was never, I didn't think what those two words. Yeah. I mean, that was almost all I could even come up to say. Like, that's just how shocking it was. But also Saturday night, we were over at, uh, the tilt to kilt shout out to them. And we were watching the game. And I remember even when LeBron broke uh, past him, it was like a little bit of me still was like, I was upset still. Like, even though, yes, it's LeBron James, he's on my favorite team. But it's like, I just don't like people passing Kobe's yeah, records. It's still Kobe's team. And I remember I still got a little bit. Then I was like, you know what? This is his team now. You know, we'll cheer for him. But uh, I'll be curious to see, honestly, how the Lakers respond, and specifically well, LeBron James. I guess part of the reason that they postponed the game was because, um, and this came out recently, on the plane, on no, on Saturday night after he broke the record, he called LeBron. And LeBron had him on speakerphone with a majority of the team there listening to the conversation. Yeah. So they spoke to him Saturday night. Yeah. Literally, they they heard his voice on yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, literally 12 hours, less than 12 hours later, he's no longer with us. His last tweet ever is to King James. Yeah, it was. Congratulating well, the, uh, him. The story with Sharif O'Neal was also just Yeah, that's scary. pretty wild. Did you yeah. see that one? No. Sharif O'Neal. So Shaquille O'Neal's son. Oh, I did. shot of... Yeah. Uh, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, of an a, a Instagram DM from like 8.59 that morning. And it was Kobe DMing me saying like, how are you, fam? Like basically like, you know, checking in on him, which he would do so often. And Sharif O'Neal woke up at like later because he responded at 10.45 or 10.50, close to 11, which was around the time I think like the news think started it was breaking. 10 o'clock and the plane went down. Yeah, but I think the news didn't break until yeah. like another hour or so. Yeah. A while exactly. before they even knew. And then, exactly. Really so then... uh he messaged him back saying like, Oh, I'm doing well. Like yada, yada, like just focusing on yada, this and that. And well, because he had just left, he announced he's leaving UCLA like okay. three days ago or something. Yeah. So that I didn't know, but I didn't I mean, know so that I was either. Like, yeah. It's but uh, anyway, he, uh, he even had a, on his caption, he said, you know, I wish I never slept in, could have at least had like one last convo, but it's just crazy to think he's sitting there literally right before nine, which was like right before they took off messaging him. And then it's like, you know, he's just going with another day, probably just checking in on people, Going in the helicopter was going to go to his daughter's practice and or a game, whatever they were going to have going on, with people that I'm sure went in there hundreds of times with him, and in one instant can change. I mean, what's crazy to think too is what if it would have been a morning like this morning where it was fairly sunny this morning, stuff no real well, clouds. Well, uh, they got special clearance. Did you read that? But they 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 weren't supposed to fly. Yeah. This came out today. They got special clearance to fly because no, the LAPD wasn't even flying in that type yeah, of dense that. fog. Uh, so they had gotten special clearance to go off. Well, to take yeah. flight. what they said on the news I just heard right before this is any plane can get special clearance. Uh, I'm sure, yeah. It's up to the it's the sole discretion of the pilot right. to, to go. No, I'm not saying Kobe's status allowed them to do that, but like okay. Apparently the LAPD's rule they were yeah, that they is above what they allowed the, and and I just looked that look as that as a barometer like if the cops aren't going to go in it <laughs> you probably shouldn't go in yeah. it to an extent unless you're like a plane right helicopters are different I mean he was on a luxury helicopter who knows if the fog was the reason 
because it could just be totally a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. I heard a story recently that uh, Donald Trump owns like two of those same helicopters a couple years back before I think he was before he was president. And him and Ivanka and Jared were on it and it had some sort of engine failure. But it was close to the airport, so they just came back and landed, and they were safe. Hmm. So I'm not sure if it was some sort of manufacturer issue um, that was ongoing that happened. Obviously, we'll, we'll, we will find out when the experts find out, but that's just something that I heard. Hmm. But on, to your, on kind of your point that you were talking there, the biggest thing that I've taken away, and I'll just share with you guys, is every time he talked about like life and his career was like, you, oh, he always just said, just find something, do something you love. Find something you love. Do something you love. And so that's kind of hit me really hard because in, in life, you know, you can get caught up in, in the day-to-day and, you know, in trying to reach certain goals. And a lot of those goals have nothing to do with what you enjoy doing and what you actually want to do. They're just kind of arbitrary goals like make a certain amount of money or get a certain promotion. But a lot of it doesn't do have to do with you know, actually enjoying your work. And I don't think you can reach Kobe. We all, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, you got good work ethic, whoever it may be, but I really don't think you can reach Kobe work ethic and Kobe determination unless you're doing something that you truly enjoy. And so from Kobe's legacy, that's the biggest takeaway that I'll have and that I'll share is that you got to try and do something that you love. And when you find that, whatever it may be, it could be anything, that's when you can really unlock what hard work is. And so I'll remember him forever for that. That's his legacy for me. Yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, well it said. Was, and then just the other like aspect of it with like what a lot of the quotes that have been coming out of that a lot of people have also been posting with Kobe is just the whole fact of, you know, taking life for granted and stuff. And it's like, that's like one thing like recently with me, I know I can, I was like stress a lot about this and that and like have anxiety about whatever it may be. And then you have to like realize that all you do at those moments is just take away from, you know, your happiness and stuff. Cause it's like, you know, when I got uh, a T-bone by two cars and back in April, it's like, I was just driving to meet my buddy at our local uh, bar restaurant that we go to all the time. And I'm on my way there. It's a normal day and I make one mistake and it could have gotten a lot worse, especially if that car came on my side instead of the opposite well, side. And even further, you may, you don't even have to make that mistake yeah, for something bad to happen, else could you know, have, you know, done it. And it's like, it's just so crazy how quickly it can turn. You know, Kobe's was doing something that morning that he's done tons of times. Then the other people in that plane also, and the guy flying the helicopter, he's probably flown helicopter. Oh no, they said he was very highly touted in the aviation community. He was not a <laughs> new pilot by any yeah. stretch of the and, imagination. And I, and I imagine anybody driving that Kobe's having fly his helicopter is going to be the top of the top. It's like, well, they, you know. yeah. And, and to take that a step further in 2018, he was asked why he traveled by helicopter. And he said, because he's so busy, but you know, he can't run the risk of missing his kid's soccer game. What if he misses the first goal? That video. And so, you know, that explains it. And so for him, it sounds like it was a risk worth taking. Yeah. Because I've never flown in a helicopter personally, but I can I imagine have. like the risk level is somewhat high, right? Well, like, well, I read something that just sounded crazy. It said with the amount of time he spent in the helicopter, and this was like just an estimate. It said like there was a thirty percent chance he would have already yeah. died in a crash because it's like they're safe to an extent. To an extent, they have it happens. It, sure. it's, it's much much more dangerous than you know driving a car or going in a you know commercial then, flight or something. And the other thing too um, is it's like the but, fact that he was just going from like 
Newport Beach area to like Calabasas. It's like on a Sunday too, where traffic's known to be lighter. It's like park. Yeah. It's like, just drive, you know, huge, that's a huge time saver. I think that's no, and it is. Well, if you got the money and you're right, he's in a 13 person helicopter. You know, I take it back then to this extent, not saying just drive. When the conditions are like that, just, just drive. Tr- okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that because, 100%. And I was even talking with my mom about this too and saying like, it's like he put, I mean, I don't want to, you know, say anything wrong here, but it's like he knew the conditions were bad because they were told like they needed special clearance. So that mm-hmm. obviously is a telltale sign that, you know, it's, we, it's not great. We can fly, but it's not amazing conditions. It's not sunny in 75 or anything. And the fact that he knew that and then it's still like, well, here, we're load on my 13-year-old daughter, and then this guy's 13-year-old daughter, and then this girl's 13-year-old daughter, and it's just kind of like... Well, they've probably flown with that special clearance hundreds of times, too. Yeah, so. I'm sure, but I'm just saying, like, the weather wasn't amazing. It's not like, you know, it was partly cloudy or something like that. I mean, granted, it wasn't thundering and raining either, but, you know, it's still a scary thing, you know? Yeah, he was... They were on... So I listened to the flight transcript thing. They were circling like seven or eight times while another helicopter was, you know, coming in slowly because of the weather. And that was over Burbank, huh? Yeah, and then they were rerouted, I think, to Van Nuys. And then what? Does it make sense? They're going. I don't know. Something about Van Nuys came up. I don't know. Well, I mean, you got to be able to land somewhere, even if it's farther away. If it's you know to I land. I thought I saw the flight path and it didn't go there. No, he was definitely Burbank was involved. Really? Burbank was That's in the comms. Cl- direct path Burbank was in the community. They were like the yeah. closest airport in communication. Yeah, because you're always in communication with some airport. That would make sense. Interesting. So that was the one that they were. Where they were going, I think you'd go over the ocean. They weren't far. Well, I mean, they were inland quite you know a decent amount, not too close, not too far inland, but yeah. Either way, I mean. I don't know. You're probably right, Anthony. Just drive, but he's done it so many times that can't uh, can't look too far into that. But yeah. should we do a should we do a 24 seconds of silence for Kobe Bryant? I think oh, it's, that's uh, it's gonna get caught in the editing. Off the remember, remember. Like, what is this? It's important. <laughs> the mic stopped working. I made I made my entire cleaning staff of maids do it this morning, so okay. we should do it now. That's fair. Here we go. 24 seconds for Kobe Bryant. That's a long time. That's a long time. You got to score a basketball in that time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no when kidding, you put it man. in those terms, it's not very long. That's actually really funny you say that because, like, when it was going, I was like, I got to a point where I was like, are we beyond 24 seconds? No. Like, someone counting in their head. But then it's, it's true. It's like, you, that's enough time to set a couple double screens. Yeah, man. Pick and yeah. pop and just. Whoosh. So we also tweeted the, like, you know, some Instagram page or uh, YouTube page, the 50 best plays from Kobe. I don't know if you guys saw it. I watched it this morning. Whoa! It just I watched, brought me right back to my childhood. Yeah, I watched on the couch. A, I watched a montage of all of his buzzer beaters. A lot of those. There were a, a lot of those. Lot about a minute and a half <laughs> of the way buzzer you could beaters. Just clear out and make a little bit of space, just a little. It's all he needed. Not a lot. It's all he needed. It was insane. It's all he needed. Eighty-one against the 
Timberwolves, Raptors, Raptors, eighty-one yeah. against the Raptors. I, I mean, I, I responded to a ESPN just tweeted about that. I think it was just last week was the anniversary. It was yeah, the twenty-second, and it was just him shooting over Jalen Rose. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you guys got to fire Jalen Rose. He's an embarrassment right here. Yep. And then yeah, Jalen when he was on yesterday was like, you know, I'm happy. I'm always gonna be part of that moment. Yeah. yeah. I don't care that yeah, like I, heard him I look bad. Today. Like so. Yeah, they were all speaking there. You could tell it was you know the emotions because that'll those will make you say you know certain things when it's coming out of a pure emotion and even jay williams came out and said i could probably get fired for saying this but yeah we should I cancel want, the game they should cancel everybody the i don't agree with them playing games today yada yada and i i mean i don't think he's not going to get in trouble for that because it's true no. they shouldn't have been and well, i thought but i thought it was cool that the games that did get played you know those guys were able to stick through it and there was a tribute to every game and i think all the fans all over the arenas all over the country all did a good job all of them started chanting kobe they all started got on their feet and clapped and stuff but I'll tell you, Friday, I it'll be assuming the Lakers do play Friday, which I imagine they will, because by then it'll have been about a week. I think, you know, they'll have to get on with the games. But as tough as it's going to be, but that game is going to be tough. I was honestly, and this is also going to be selfish of me, Cooch, what you were saying. But another reason why I was looking forward to that game tomorrow was because it was supposed to be a TNT game on Tuesday. With Shaq being there, and then yeah, Shaq being in the TNT studios, it would have been. Yeah. Interesting to see what he'd say, but honestly, like I don't even know if he would have been able to be there. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's it's hitting him really hard, and yeah, it's just. Uh, I got a couple of his uh, all-time games uh, pulled up. December twentieth, twenty two thousand five. Kobe Bryant sixty two. Dallas sixty one through three quarters. <laughs> God, <laughs> can you believe that. that? Nobody will ever do that again. No, that's never going to happen again. First off, um, you're never going to see games that low scoring through three quarters. That's true. Again. That's yeah. true. That's a halftime score. I feel now. like someone was close this year to doing like through halftime though. I, there was someone. Someone had a crazy game this year. I know where they were. Oh, it might have been James Harden against Atlanta. God damn it! Although not quite. Like he this, had one of those games. Yeah. This like one. That. This oh, yeah. one is. This one is insane to me. This one actually is craziest to me. March 16th through the 23rd, 07, four consecutive games with 50 plus. Oh yeah, I remember that. That's so. yeah. insane. Yeah, that year was the I think it was like nine straight of forty five or something. He was, was carrying awesome. the team. Yeah, oh seven was, was yeah, all. That was him, when uh, man. there was not uh the times were rough. Well until, Damian Lillard's gonna try. He's gonna try to get to that. Well James Harden, if anybody's gonna try to do Lillard that. Had April twenty third, twenty thirteen, two free throws with an Achilles tear. Yeah. You know where we, I was gonna say, because those are moments where you remember where you were. I was at uh I'm not sure if you were there, but I was at our good I, friend Matt Jules' house that that evening when I was back in Irvine. Yeah, no, I was I was in Tempe, Arizona. Yeah. At our house. Uh, what did you say the date was of that game? That was Sam Vi. It was like May or something. Not May. April 12th, April. 23rd. I, I knew it was the end of the year. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it, right. The there was only a couple remember. games left. Yep, yep, yep. April 12th, 2013. I was I in college. That was already that long ago. 2013. Shit. Yep. Yeah, those were some tough times, too. As a Lakers fan, those were some very, yeah. very, very tough times. And that was, Af- after what five was in what oh nine? Fifth, fifth championship was in oh nine. I think yeah, two thousand. I think ten. It was two thousand ten. Twenty ten was the fifth. So then after that, well, this last like, decade's been tough. Yeah, as a Lakers fan, I think the last time they made the playoffs was like two thousand twelve or so when they had Dwight Howard yeah, that year. Yeah, the they super got, teams. They got yeah. bumped by. Yeah. Uh, I think Oklahoma in the first round or something like that. I posted about that on my Instagram back then, and I still have it up. But I was looking at it t- today. And here's the thing, though. And that, that span of, like, let's say 2013 to 2016 when they weren't a playoff team and they weren't good, the sole reason you still watched was because of Kobe. And then 2016, you didn't even care they were bad because it was his farewell season. Mm-hmm. 
and you were getting a, yeah, you got to watch 20, it. Uh, 2012, the Lakers starting five was Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, Pau Gasol, and Metal World Peace. And they didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember but when Kobe that, uh, did. But you know what the funny thing is with being Laker fans, like, you know, how, like you and I are and stuff, is that every, like, the one thing that we've always tried to have the last 10 years is hope. Like, we're when just, Dwight Howard comes in, it was like, hell yeah, we're back, baby. We're back. And it was no. And then it was like last year, LeBron James. Finally, the playoffs again didn't happen, and then like this year, well, you finally, know, yes, the playoffs are going to yeah. happen again. Well, we we've been you guys stymied. Are hilarious. <laughs> Ten years, wow. We've been stymied. Well, Andy, see, we've been stymied. Fan. Poor Andy over here. <laughs> R.I.P. David Stern. We also lost another great this year. Yeah, kind of. of. Um, we were we should have had Chris Paul, and then he went to the yeah. Clippers and did absolutely nothing. So wins, that kind of sucked. Well, actually, but, like, well, at least Chris Paul, he did give the Clipper fans. He did. Have, no, he did absolutely nothing. Some take, stuff don't take away he did, those he did not win sure. anything. He won nothing. I mean, I will every game not, counts. I will. Well, not when not when you don't win a championship. <laughs> they all fun they, watching the no, when you don't win a championship, nobody remembers any of them. Oh, so true. You're, to, you're really just trying to well, hurt your feelings. <laughs> my feelings were hurt. My feelings were hurt. I'm not going to curse David Stern's name because he's rest in peace. But it my, was the right my, move. My feeling. No. Was the right no. move on behalf of the, the no. New Orleans Hornets. No, no, I'm not going to allow that. I will not allow that talk. It, it was a sacrifice. He knew someday he was giving them Anthony Davis. He's like, someday he'll come to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Anthony Davis was, was like seven plan. years old when this happened. <laughs> you can see the future. No. Um, yeah. Oh, well, Kobe, well, we love you. Gone, but Thank not forgotten. You, yeah, and I will so say... I, I, I do have to say about, about that is that I was just shocked how... Because I, I'm not a Lakers fan, even though I, I watched Kobe probably almost just as much as you guys. Actually. Exactly. Yeah, um, for sure. But just how like big of a deal he was to everyone. Where it's like I didn't. It's like obviously I, I knew him, all of this, but like all of these people. Yeah. Just like everyone and people that are are that are 19. That it's like well that's you know I never knew basketball without Kobe and all. It's like I I never saw that and especially I think Kobe did a great job of kind of rehabilitating who he was and that like yeah you say after that Dwight Howard year I would have never thought we would be talking about him this way but when the Lakers got bad he kind of took that as an opportunity to grow as a person and he did I mean these like these post-retirement years it's like well he, he's, he's been said, amazing so he said it in his in his final game he said he's gonna you know he's gonna remember the losses he's gonna remember a lot of the tough times just as much as he remembered the good times because that's when he was able to grow he literally said that verbatim so that's a great observation and I, uh that's I mean, that's he, that's a true champion. He was, I mean, from a perspective of not a Lakers fan, he was not a fun guy to like watch. watch you know, you, I mean, he's he was, very, you, you heard oh, the yeah. bad stuff, the driving away Shaq, the I mean, Smush Parker, that kind of stuff. Where it's like, this guy's not a great teammate. He might well, be great, but he wasn't a great Smush teammate. Smush Parker should have hit a couple three three pointers, <laughs> and then maybe be a little different. I don't know, but then yeah. it's like he just he, he but turned it, was, it around. He everybody's. Completely did, doesn't yeah. matter. It's and like everybody's what he's done for the the young guys in the game now. It's like, yeah, you know, all and that's what uh, even somebody was saying. He's yeah. like, there was two Kobe's. There was your on the court Kobe, and there was your off the court Kobe. And that's the and it's funny because something like that, when you think about it, I, I, that the first glimpse I ever had of something like that in my life was I remember like with a elementary school teacher, like a six, like at, at in school, it was like shit, dude, this guy's kind of strict or whatever. And I remember one time we were all at the park playing basketball. And he came and joined us, and his like hat was backwards, and he's mess. He's having a good time. We're all playing and stuff, and I was like, 
shit, this guy's actually pretty cool. But it, so it is like that wasn't point. the guy that was diddling the little kids in the bathroom at okay. Blue Park, was and it? You know, and you got to go there. You went to oh. Elmo, so you went to I, Elmo. This, okay, well, you in sixth grade, I was not in high school, so. <laughs> anyway, sorry, everybody out there. Cooch had to go that way <laughs> on, on a day where I'm trying to make I mean, a nice it's news, it's so they can look it up. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, was, none of that happened at my elementary school. Yeah. So shout oh, out it was to, elementary. Okay. Yeah, sixth well, grade, no, yeah. That was, that was his target audience, Shout out to but. Chapman Hills, which is a great elementary school that where nothing like that ever happened. That you know of. And then, okay, and then my next two high schools, <laughs> maybe not the best, but that's for another, that's for a, one of those midnight uh, conversations, one of those after hour <laughs> podcasts. A midnight conversation. Huh? But uh, yes, he will always be in our hearts, and I was also very impressed with how big of an impact he had worldwide, and uh, I never thought I could feel this way about somebody that I didn't even personally know about feeling like this way, like the emptiness I feel and the sadness. But uh, just like everyone else, you'll just have to embrace it and get through it and just be thankful that I did get to grow up during the time where I could watch him and live in an area where I was able to turn on the TV any night, whether they were in Houston or whether they were in L.A., I could turn on the TV and watch him. And I say that I'm thankful for that now because right now, if you do not have cable, it is not that simple to do with Laker games. Yeah, and if obviously you missed it, they played his uh, last game. We're recording it. I'm going to miss it. It aired on ESPN at 6. Oh, I watched it live. Yeah, yeah I watched As it live I. too. Yeah. Well, I did too, but I mean, uh, I'm, I'm recording. I'm going to rewatch the, that. And like one other last little quick thing. The thing about that too is recently what I kept saying was, Oh, I'm excited if like finally this year the Lakers will be back in the playoffs so we'll be able to go out places in April and May and June, hopefully, where you know, people are gonna be out and you're gonna have Laker jerseys everywhere and people are gonna be embraced in the TV and stuff and everyone's gonna be all excited. And I kept saying because the last ten years, the only not counting the finals, the last two times that there's been a place where you can go out and see a bunch of Laker fans and people giving a shit about the Laker game on was Kobe's last game, which was a hell of a moment. And I when they retired 8-24. At, Lazy, at Lazy Dog in Orange. And then the other one was, uh, yes, the retirement. And I remember being at BJ's in Irvine watching that one. And it's like people came out, people wearing their jerseys. And it was like, even though it was for, not, even though it was for like, you know, the team wasn't good at either of those games. It was still like, this is awesome, though. You know, it's like, yeah, this is what I like to see. But it'll be interesting. I'll be uh, curious to see how uh, – LeBron James comes out and responds because now, you know, the torch had already been passed to him, but now it's like, you know, there's the legacy here now. Now it's like, you know, he's got to bring a championship back to yeah. LA, and I feel like he might be very motivated. Well, this is the year for them to it's do set, it. It's setting up for that. Mm-hmm. It sure is setting up for that story to ha- storyline to happen. Sorry, not, not going to go easy on you guys, okay? Yeah, no, it, it won't it's be. It's not going to be handed to you. No, I know, and I know that, and I know, That's, and and also it will after it they could, win. It could even go the opposite where it's too much emotion and maybe it could. is too difficult, but yeah, I wouldn't like to see that. Only I time mean, will I'd, tell. I'd hope that, I mean, we'll never know how much it's going to affect people, but I'd hope, uh, you know, I, I think it's been the opposite. I think recently um, when, you know, Tyler Skaggs would happen, yeah. um, the Angels had the no hitter. And then like, I always remember one of the thing that got to me was uh, D Gordon hit a home run. Yeah. Fernandez. D. Gordon is a tiny, tiny man who doesn't hit home runs. No, you know what's that uh, was... funny about what you say with uh, explaining how skinny D. Gordon is? I remember Vince Scully, when they were playing, uh, when D. Gordon was on the Dodgers, <laughs> one thing I remember Vince Scully said was that D. Gordon could hula hoop a Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
classic Vin. Because I and I was just like when he said that, I remember just laughing. Because yeah, I forget like D Gordon even played for the Dodgers, but he did. I remember that moment too, dude. I remember Jose. I mean, this is for you know off topic here, but Jose Fernandez. I would say that's the second closest athlete that got me. Obviously, Kobe was much much more, but I remember feel feeling very sad about Jose Fernandez because he was so young also, and it was so sudden in a boating accident. And I remember watching him pitch and being like, dude, this kid's gonna be good for a long long yeah. time. And he really he was one of those guys that was good also. Like he would uh, sign autographs and he would even ask little kids in the stands for their autograph. And it was like that was the kind of guy he was. And it's just, you know, with him, it was his own doing. You know, they decided to go out on a speedboat and later in the night and it was yeah. Yeah, I mean into a buoy. it's a sad thing, but like I know someone saw like, oh, you'd never expect this. And it's like actually when people die young, this is how it, it yeah, happens. Typically. I mean, oh, yeah. we, we also had you know Roy Halliday last year. Yeah. Um flying his own like plane. earlier. It's like it's accidents like this and um yeah multiple guys in the Dominican Republic over the last few years have died in car accidents yeah exactly a couple a handful of baseball players your Ventura that Tavares Luis Valbuena I mean the the LA County Orange County area has been has had some athletes go the last few years I mean we lost Kobe Skaggs Valbuena uh Aiden Hart all those years Rasul Butler that's that was one of my first thoughts as well it's like I forgot about I'm not gonna complain but it's like where it's like, yeah, Kobe is a big deal, and it's like, like a couple of years ago, Russell Butler, former Clipper, died in a car accident as well, and it's just like, it is sad when you see that stuff, and it's like, yeah, there's there's it more really guys is. out there that, well, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, calm but not forgotten. We, we all love you, and also like we we're gonna say, we'll end it with saying you know prayers to his family, and then the families and friends of the other. Members on board, you know the other yeah. seven members that weren't yeah, a Bryant, sure. and and remember that like we we're talking about as L.A. people, but actually this really affected our community and that this is yeah. I mean the guy from Orange, he's from Orange County. We have a lot of deep seated yeah. ties with him. Just here. like I mean, I work in that area, and like people were talking like I I told you guys I think a couple months ago where I drove next to Kobe, like it was it had to be his car, like a Rolls Royce or it was something. And yeah, the, the Kobe plate. like license plate, and people were like, oh yeah, that that was that was him because. He's around that area all the time. And, and people like, would oh, say, too, he would just go to the grocery so store and go anywhere like it was no big deal. Yeah, like that's like school. he was seen a lot in the His community. daughter's school is like five minutes away from my work. And it's just like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, I just want to say thanks, Kobe. Yes. Thanks, Kobe. Thank you. So now we should, uh, I'd like us to move on to some... Uh, Actually, I guess in Andy's case, yeah, still no, some I, I somber to, news. I get to cry now. All right, Andy. Uh, one of my childhood... I guess not childhood years, but... So a couple um, of one of my recent sports heroes, some news about him. Um, I'm not talking about Eli Manning, but we're going to bring this in. Uh, there's a report today that the Chargers are going to move on from Philip Rivers, although the Chargers have said, you know, it's not true yet because technically the season's not over and there's really no decision to make on that right yet. But it seems likely. Um, we might have talked about it last week that he he moved his family to Florida. Um, there's just there's a lot of reasons why this you know, would happen. Um, it might be the, what's best for the team if they, they move on either, you know, draft replacement or there's a ton of guys in free agency available to sign. But um, it, it is very sad. This guy's been their quarterback for, I think, 14 years. He's made every single start, which is, you know, crazy. He's never streak. missed a game? He's never missed a start. Oh. Really? Who, Philip Rivers? Yeah. Wow. He has so, the second longest all time. 
Andy, I'll ask you. Peyton has the first. I'll ask you. Favre has it. Favre has the first. You being a Charger fan, you're the only one in here that is a Chargers fan, a true Chargers fan. What what would you like to see them do? Would you rather them go out and get one of those veterans because there's going to be a handful of them, or would you like to see them trade up and draft someone? I mean, I'd I'd like them to draft someone and bring them back for one year, which I thought was going to be the plan, but it's not also not up to them. It's what he wants to do as well. It's he's he's a total free agent. And the Chargers said, like, well, the franchise tag is still on the table technically. Well, like, but if they've moved on and we're we're listening to the to the to the headlines, then they are done with him. Well, that's right? what the, and the Chargers said, no, don't that decision hasn't been made. Whether it has Got or it. hasn't, Got it. it can't actually been made. So in, in public, um, they yeah. they haven't made the decision. So um I mean we'll find out soon enough. Um but yeah, I'd like to see him with another year because if if he stays another year and has a you know, average season, he'll pass Dan Marino in touchdowns and yards this year. And I think that would be that would be a nice way to to end it, have some records. I mean, obviously I'd like him to win, but right. that would be a, a nice what, moment. What are they so, picking the draft? They're sixth. So the Chargers are sixth? Yeah. So it's likely Ooh. they can still get like Herbert or something, right? Yeah, um right now um Dolphins and Bengals pick ahead of them in Burrow, the, the market. So yeah, they they if they want, they'll be able to wind up with either Tua or Herbert, whoever's available. More than likely. Um, yeah, unless someone I moves ahead the, of them. I tr- think the Lions are still going to. Oh, yeah, we, we talked about that on there. That's, that's, um, my, that's my prediction. But um, what's been hard about this is that uh, Eli Manning announced his retirement also this, this past week. And those guys will forever be linked. They will. Um, Eli, you know, and his father made the statement they would refuse to play for the Chargers franchise. Bastards. And I still absolutely hate that. pissed me off because they were not they weren't the Browns and it doesn't matter, it's football. You need to just go where you, you No, go. that's a chump statement. I hated uh, I've I, always hated Eli for that. It it sucked and then it was so satisfying when the Chargers made the playoffs that year and they were a way more successful franchise for the next five years. And then of course the Giants won. A Super Bowl, and now it's become oh, Archie Manning was right all along. The Chargers are a disaster. And it's wow. like, he'd be, ah, he'd be don't he'd give pass, but those were. I, I'm not going to call any Super Bowl a fluke Super Bowl, but yeah, they. I mean, if, a, those were the closest. There's a reason he never won a playoff game outside of those two Super Bowl runs. Like, yeah, he was, just, he was an inconsistent player, and uh, there's just a lot of talk about the Hall of Fame. They're they're both going to make it. I think people need to relax. I think people get to. Like defensive on who should make it. At the end of the day, they're both going to make it. Five years down the down the road, we'll be only thinking about the good of those two players. They're both going to be in. Um, I like I said, Rivers is going to pass Marino this year if he plays. <laughs> there's, there's like no case to keep him out after that, despite not having a super. Pass Bowl. him for what yards or touchdowns? Yards and touchdowns. Well, if Unless he plays, the riders don't like him. That's the only. If he plays, no, but they do. Option. He's. He's a popular guy among yeah. football people. I would like think, everyone yeah. loves him. If he if he plays for Tampa Bay, he'll definitely pass him. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Touchdowns, maybe far. I mean, set the interception record. Go for sixty interceptions and win. Yeah, no, I, I honestly would like to see Rivers play for Tampa Bay because I think that would work in Tampa Bay for him because he is a good quarterback. It was just you even said it. The line wasn't that great this year. It's I mean, a battle line, and he he has no legs at all. And anymore. he also he really was... didn't have like, in my opinion, like the receiving talent. Definitely not that Tampa Bay has. So now he gets to no, go. No, but to, it's, a, it's a good It is, like, obviously, with Keenan Allen, is yes, but now you get to go and have Godwin, uh, Godwin and, and, and Evans. Evans. I mean, yeah, that's that much, could be dangerous. That's definitely an upgrade. And, I mean, and knowing Williams Bru- and no, Allen is good. 2,000-yard receivers. I yes. I got to my guys. No, no, for sure, but not Godwin and, yeah. and, and, and uh, Evans, this year at least. But I could see Bruce Arians doing something like, all right, here's the plan. 
we're going to throw the ball every single down until he breaks the records. And then yeah. once he breaks the records, we can run the ball a little bit. That's what that's what I could see him doing. That'd be funny. Yeah. And anyone who would want to pick him up has to have a plan. Yeah. So, and uh, but what I don't like is uh, a number of people have said like, look at look at what the Chargers organization has done to their guy and what the Giants have done with Eli, because you know the Giants have had all these ceremonies and everything. Well, it's like the Giants basically told Eli, "You're done." Two years ago. Oh yeah. They, uh, he's been he's on known, a two year long farewell tour. There's a reason Eli retired, and that's because he's not a starting quarterback in this league anymore. He was not going to get an offer from no. anyone else. And uh, it was smart of him to have this thing and allow the team to, you know, celebrate him. And, I mean, Rivers said the last game, I'm not done. Whether I play here next year or not, I'm going to play somewhere. Yeah. He didn't give the Chargers that opportunity to have a nice ceremony or anything. So um, that day will happen, uh, despite the fact there might only be 14 people to come celebrate his career. And eight um, of those will be his children. Yeah. <laughs> All 14 of them by then. Uh, but that it will come and... The Patriots are in the same situation. You know, they might not get a chance to have that moment for Tom Brady if he decides he's going to play somewhere else. So That's true. And it, it's it's sad. It happens so often in the NFL. Your your franchise player just you let them go. It just it's that's how the game works. I mean, Brett Favre went to the Jets and then the Vikings and just yeah, and it, Joe Montana even went to the Chiefs. Yeah, yep. I mean, they 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 do move around, and it's and the thing is is. You know, you'll never remember them on that team. Like when people think Brett Favre, I don't think the first vision in their head is him in a Jets or Vikings. Definitely uniform, not the it's Jets. Obviously, always yeah. Packers. And I agree, definitely not the Jets. I personally forgot. Vi- he played I, the I did Jets. too. Vikings a little bit more than Jets for sure. Yeah, but still, like you, you see him as the Packer. But uh, yeah, it'll be a uh, yeah. So just break right into it. Uh, someday we might see Patrick Mahomes in a non-Chiefs jersey. Yep. So we're we just gonna have to get ready for it. The big game, and uh, from what I've seen on the. One of the sites I use, the line is still the same at one and a half. Yeah. And uh, the so over-under is... let's just consider it a pick them. Yeah. The over-under is like 54 and a half. And I was listening to some interesting stuff for, you know, because the Super Bowl is the biggest bet game of the season. They said it's... The experts were saying the Super Bowl is the only game where lines basically move because of public money as opposed to like just like sharp money because public money, you could have like... You know, a hundred guys bet a hundred dollars, and it's still on, not as on much. one on a on a on one side like minus one and a half, and then this one guy comes down and bets ten you know, grand, ten grand yeah. on, you know, twenty grand on the other side. That line's going to move in that other side's favor because there's more money on it, and the the sharp experts are the ones that do this for the living are the ones that are betting one thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars on a game as opposed to somebody just betting twenty bucks or a hundred bucks or doing like a little parlay, but uh. So anyway, they were saying that this is the one game, though, because there are so many people that bet on the Super Bowl that this is the game where actually public money does move the line. And they were saying that people like to bet overs. So a lot of some people were saying that if you want, if you were like the experts that wanted to get the over, that a lot of them jumped on it when the line first came out. Which was? I think like 52 or something, like 52 and a half, I think, at some places. So it is up to 54 now, but people were saying what's going to end up happening is all the way up until close to kickoff, it'll... You know, money will probably still keep coming in, but then slowly you'll see maybe it come back down because then that's when, you know, some experts might just go take the under because they might feel like, okay, the yeah. over has no value in it anymore because it's been shot up four points. But who knows? I mean, we'll see. I mean, I could see this being a game where it's 35, 38 or something like that, but then I could also see this being a game that's like 21-17. So as long as it's not yeah. 13-3 like last year, 
Well, I think uh, the, the yeah, recent trend has been that been slow uh, in slow the first starts. Half, so. But what's yeah. always interesting about those trends of the slow starts is those are always like Patriot games because they've always talked about that in all those yeah. Super Bowls. The Patriots haven't even scored in like the first quarter except for like recently or something. Well, yeah. So uh, before we go into our Super Bowl like props, yeah, I do have another gambling story I wanted to uh, talk about uh, the new the new style of gambling. I don't know if you guys saw this about uh, DraftKings. A uh, person who won the million dollar contest a few weeks ago. Isn't the bachelor per- the Someone bachelor who was on dude, the bachelor, and they didn't get their million bucks? Yeah, this is kind of a fascinating story. So, have you heard about this? Uh, so the way I, the million I, I dollar was, I was learning about it on Saturday, but I didn't really yeah. get the whole scoop. So the way their million dollar contest works is that you're limited in entries because, um, I mean, here's the thing: I like doing DraftKings, but I realized it's so hard to win because there's just experts, and it's not necessarily sports experts; it's data experts because there's a way to game it where you just you get the numbers, you, you get play projections, the, numbers, the odds, yeah. You do in Excel to find what your optimal lineups are. Um, so people do this stuff. The 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 pros, that's what they do. Um, and so you'll get like a thousand optimal lineups or something. And the best way to win that million dollar contest is enter as many unique lineups as possible, hoping that you're the one that's the you best. Get the big one, you get the highest. So the way to you know help solve that problem is um, they limit your entries. It's like 150. So what these people did is the person from The Bachelor and her husband is uh they each got an account and they each put in 150 unique entries. Dips, unique entries, yeah. And one of hers won, and, and they, then they realized like she doesn't know sports, like she was just and it's like which the is husband bullshit, was cheating, which I think is bullshit because yeah. there's no way to prove that. Yeah, yeah. but they're basically they're saying stereotyping her. The husband, it's really the husband's 300 entries. So they didn't give her. They didn't so give they, them. They didn't give them their million bucks. Yeah, they never like losing. So what ended up? <laughs> I imagine they're suing or something, right? They have to um, do something. Can they even sue? There, there I, should be I, some I, sort of litigation. I know. I think that it was there was in the rules something that you know if it's the same household it, that counts towards your max entries or something. Oh. And they just they just invalidated their score, so everyone moved up a spot. <laughs> so they're still gonna pay out the money, but like. They said it was announced. Everyone just got an email who's in that contest saying, oh, the results have changed. And so now someone else. Damn, won imagine that. Yeah. But it, it, it's crazy because like I, I liked doing that thing, but I just realized pretty quickly, like, and this is for the pros. How that works is the people who are doing that stuff. That is their win. job. <laughs> They'll win. And the people who just want to have fun and be like, oh, I think I like this guy this week are just going to get rolled. Right. Because it's, it, it's competitive instead of you're not going against – the line or anything, you're going against other people. Right, and you can figure it out. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Also, there's no way to really, like, handicap, like, players like that. Like, you know, you're just putting together basically your best lineup for what the money you can do. I mean, yeah. sometimes it is a guess. Like, I know you can do the thing where you make someone your captain. If you decide, oh, I'm going to make, you know, uh, Bam out of, bio, out of bio and for the Heat, my captain, and he happens to go out and score, like, 40 points or something or, like, someone random, you know. Yeah. But um, also what made this – a strange thing is that was um, it was during the playoffs. So there's only four games. With, yeah, right. So eight teams. Yeah. So you're picking from a way smaller pool of players. Much smaller pool. So so if you're able to get 300 unique lineups out of that small pool of players, you're gonna find one that's gonna hit. Right. So I think it was like oh, McCole Hardman or something like that had you know a crazy game, and McCole Hardman doesn't do anything usually. So it's like stuff like that. Hmm. Huh. Well, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> so uh, the big game, I mean, I think I know last week all three of us said the Chiefs. I imagine we all still stand by that. 
Well, yeah, I want to save Andy Reid's life, so I'm still on. I'm still on the Chiefs. I'll brave the wave and watch a couple more of those annoying videos of Patrick Mahomes' <laughs> girlfriend, um, which I watched again the other day just to torture myself. But yeah, I'm still on the Chiefs for sure. I gotta take a look at one of those videos. Then you haven't seen them yet. I saw one where she's in the booth and she's like doing like a selfie on everybody and like screaming. No, there's a worse one. I'm sure there is. I'm where she sure. called out the haters. Cause, cause she has so many haters. So yeah, I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs. I think that they just, I think the firepower is gonna be a lot. I think the key, the key is gonna be the the line. It's gonna be the the uh, Niners defensive line versus the the Chiefs offensive line. And if the Chiefs offensive line can give Patrick Mahomes any type of time, then I think that they'll be able to get open in the secondary and he'll be able to pick them apart. I don't. I mean, when I say pick them apart, I don't mean like absolutely murder them but i think that he'll be able to do enough through the air to get the job done and unless jimmy g comes out and shows us that he is aaron Rodgers somehow um who knows though one one way that i'm looking at it on the flip side is he's thrown so little this year that how much does shanahan have up his sleeve to bust out to fool the chiefs because they've got such a small sample size they know they're going to run the ball that's obvious. Jimmy G threw what eight times in the in the uh, championship game, or in the um, uh, AFC championship game, and so the one thing that scares me about taking the Chiefs is how much does Shanahan going to be a factor, calling plays, yeah, and confusing the Chiefs defense and confusing Andy Reid and and uh, so Spagnuolo. One, one those, so uh, that that's that's my only real thing is where like one okay, of, uh, how can that happen? What you're saying with that with Shanahan fooling and stuff that's actually one of my. Uh, when I get into my prop bets here in a minute, that's uh, what I factored in in one of my the prop bets that I liked. Oh, cool! Well, I'm so, wait, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. So did uh, do we all have a few prop bets? Um, yeah, I'm like talking about my pick a little bit though. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, still sticking with the Chiefs. All right. Um, also, I think it's important to note that um, it looks like Tavin Coleman and uh, Chris Jones are going to be uh, available to play. I think Coleman's still banged up. I don't know. You know what the shoulder, how much he's going to play, or how effective he'll play. But they said he'll play. And Didn't Chris Jones play a couple snaps last game too? Yeah, yeah I know he there. had the. He's um, full go though, huh? Yeah, so it's not. He's not going to be out. So those are kind of the significant injuries. Um, yeah, I like the Chiefs because I think there's just no, there's no stopping them. You might be able to, you know, get some stops. But there's no stopping in in total, and I think. Um, the Chiefs' pass rush with Chris Jones and with Frank Clark is going to force Garoppolo into some sort of mistake. Um, you know, whether a fumble, interception, I think that's going to be be the key. There is that he's just he's way more turnover prone. Even though he's had a good year, he's turned the ball over quite a bit. I think some of that is just like oh, yeah, a little bit yeah. of bad luck, but um, it's also he's way not way less experienced because it's Mahomes, but it's just like. There's a difference, you know, in For a sure. guy being uh, an MVP and what he's done versus what Garoppolo has done. He's seen some Super Bowls. He's been on the field, not necessarily playing, but he's seen what it takes to get there. So I, I just think that's going to be the difference is that he's going to make a mistake that's going to – I think it's similar to uh, the Panthers-Broncos uh, um, – was it three, four years ago? When Cam Newton, Cam Newton had that huge pick, fumble, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that was the game because the Broncos couldn't score. No, they needed that. Nope. Yeah, no, I, I could uh, definitely see that. I'm still like also sticking with the Chiefs. 
I uh, just have a feeling. I just feel like this is their year. I mean, it's destined for Andy Reid. Mahomes was, you know, some of them say he was a D Ford offsides away last year. Yeah, he was. No, I mean that's not and, some say that's yeah, fact. Your Rams would have then pounded them, right? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did no, win. I mean, in the hey, that would have so, that would have yes. been a good game, honestly. The Rams, I, and I honestly think the Rams might have beat the Chiefs last year if that happened. But we can't, you know, sit here all day and guess. No, nope, we cannot. But uh, I just uh, something about them right now. I just like them better. I think the Niners will have a great team. It seems like it's a good young defense, good young quarterback, good young head coach. I think they'll definitely be back, and I think they'll uh, be uh, at least fighting for that division for the next few years. I mean, it's a good division. I mean, Seattle seems to still be there. I mean, Arizona's a young team with a young coach. You'd like to wonder if they're going to ever get it together in the next five years or so. The Rams, I imagine, will be back and hungrier than ever, especially in a new stadium this next season. But – I just don't – I close my eyes. I don't see Jimmy holding it. I see Mahomes holding it with Andy Reid. And a great moment I think will happen too is when Tyreek Hill will be there. A lot of times those guys bring their kids on the field and he'll have his kid with them and it'll be like, see, they love each other. I, I didn't hit him. <laughs> no, he's holding you know what? Time out. I'm switching my pick. Oh, boy. I'm taking the 49ers money line. What is happening right now? Tyree yeah, Hill. that just happened. It was the Tyree Kill comment. Yeah. I switched right. my pick. I right. can't have I can't have low life like that. No, I'm just kidding. That's not why. I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm switching my pick. I could tell I when just, we first asked. It seemed like I your got gut a, was I got a twinkle. I, I see a twinkle. Okay. And I got something in my gut, and it's not just gas. And I'm uh I'm taking the Niners. I'm switching my pick. Let the record show that All I'm right. switching my pick to the 49ers. Money line. Money line. I like well, Chiefs I mean, line. yeah, one and a half. I know. I'm not taking one and a half. I'm betting that game. I'm taking. I'm taking the money line. Up. All right. Yep, well, that's uh, what's happening. It's happened. Let the we, record show. Do we have any? Uh, what are some of the guys' uh, prop bets? Whether they're player props or whether they're well, I'm taking tails. I have, a, I have a few. Uh, I'm taking tails. I'm taking red Gatorade. Okay. Also. Okay. It's not a great uh, flavor, though. So, what about uh, <laughs> yellow and, and uh, blue? So one of the flavor. one of the yeah, I was gonna I say saw, yellow. Yellow is probably gonna be the one. One of the prop bets I saw was you could say yes for red or clear Gatorade, and then or just no, <laughs> but no was like mm-hmm. minus one eighty. But yes for red Gatorade was only like plus one forty, red or clear. So I think they're just obviously basing off the colors. Yeah, I'll take uh, George Kittle to score the first touchdown. Okay, I don't know. What those don't know what are, the line but is, okay. but I'm taking it. Okay, I think it was uh, plus twelve hundred. I saw for George Kittle first touchdown. Maybe it was maybe it was like plus nine hundred. I don't know. It should be pretty high. Hold on, I he was can, like uh, fourth. It's going to be on a trick play where he's going to be wide open. Not a trick play, but like kind of a tricky play action where he's wide open down the middle, like in Green Bay in that first game when he hit him deep down the middle. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Because I think I think he's going to come out and try and un- not necessarily unleash Jimmy G at the beginning, but throw a little more than they're anticipating mm-hmm. on like a first down too on a on a on a very run heavy situation. I can see Kittle getting open somehow. So that's my that's one of, that's my prop one of my prop bets there. George Kittle first touchdown. I also have uh, the first touchdown. I did a pick on that. Um, I also think it'll be a Forty Nine er because I think they'll. Score first. Yeah. Because um, that's just been what the Chiefs have done the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, I actually have Tevin, Tevin Coleman plus 1,600. Okay. I think if he is playing, he'll be playing in the first quarter. And I think they'll uh, if they'll get like a inside the five, and I think uh, 
He'll get bust the call it in with him, yeah. So on a because because he's actually uh, Mo- Mostert's like plus seven hundred or something. Yeah, so, so the, you got more value. So the, with side, him, yeah. the side I'm looking at right now has George Kittle at eight and a half to one, yeah. and then Mostert at five and a half to one, which is the favorite. And then yeah, uh, Tevin Coleman fifteen to one now. So okay. that's a good sign if you you know can get it earlier than later. But uh, I mean that's the thing too with like first player to score is. You know, it's always it, one of my favorites to do. Exactly, because it's always good value. It is. It really is. It's just fun too. It is fun, like the coin toss. Put a little bucks on the couple bucks on the coin toss. You got a fifty-fifty shot at it. It's fun. Like, All right. Do you have a pick on that? On the first to score? Yeah. You know what? I'll do one right now. I'll go random. I'll say Emmanuel Sanders because mm-hmm. I agree. I think they have started off slow. The not the Chiefs. Yeah. And I can see the Niners, you know, getting some momentum on defense with a couple, a stop or two early. And I can see Garoppolo being able to move down the field and them scoring first. I think it's going to be when this game turns for the Chiefs, I think it'll be later on when Mahomes starts getting in kind of a rhythm. But tell you, if they get behind early, like bad early by like, you know, seven, ten, like ten points or so, they might, they might be in trouble because that defense I don't think is going to. I think it's going to get They're going to score on him, but it's not going to be as rapid as it has been. Agreed. So, yeah, I would say Emmanuel Sanders for me, 12 to 1. Why not? I like it. What else you got, Andy? Any other fun little props? I have uh, Damian Williams, minus 160 to, to score at least one touchdown. Okay. Um, I think he's kind of solidified himself for these last two playoff games as the, the lead guy, the guy who's going to get that call at the goal line. And uh, so I think just one. I mean, and it's one touchdown. He can get a receiving touchdown. So, yeah, you know him and Mostert were on the the the, the um, Dolphins last year. Yeah, both of them were on the Dolphins last year, and now they're both playing in a Super Bowl. Side note here: Did you see the video of Kareem Hunt getting pulled over in Cleveland? Didn't watch it. I just saw you know it. what, man, the guy's a knucklehead, and so I don't have, feel sorry for him. But in the in the in the audio, he's kind of breaking down. He's like, and he's like, I should be playing in a Super Bowl right now. And yeah, that I was mean, like, damn, that's that's tough, man, because he really fucked it up for himself. Because he really should be playing in a Super Bowl, and he would be helping them quite a bit. And he screwed up, and now he's on the Cleveland Browns. Oh, it's fine. Well, they're the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland. They just hired a thirty-two-year-old GM. They'll yeah, you realize that he was on the staff when they couldn't win a game, right? Yeah. Let's just bring back a guy that was on the staff when we went one one and thirty two. But I don't know. Well, Bets for more. anybody else? I have one more prop bet. I don't know. Let's hear got. it. No, I have a I have a few prop bets. I haven't really gotten into mine yet. Okay. Oh, I, have like I thought we were done. You want to roll some out? Oh us? yeah, I'll roll some out. So not, the last one I have is MVP, which I think we should all probably pick one. All um, right. If you have them, so the, the ones I have, I have. Five total here. All right. Two of them are uh, yards picks. I took Kittle over 73.5 yards and Kelsey over 75.5. I, I said that last week that I just think this is the matchups, the two best tight ends currently in the league, and I just think they're going to be the main targets, and I think they're both going to be able to get some yards. And then, uh, uh, then another player prop bet I have here was uh, Jimmy G for his longest pass to be over 36.5 yards. The, the, the Chiefs have, like, you know, a solid defense, but it's nothing crazy. And it's like a 36-yard pass can just happen with one little quick thing to Kittle down the middle. And, and Kittle just, could run yard after contact for yeah, 20 of those. And then even I've even seen him do a few deep pass, like good plays to Samuel and stuff. So I just think a 40-yard pass is at some point in this game is likely for him. 
And then uh, I have a couple fun ones here. One of them was, this is the one that goes with you with Shanahan, because I liked the value here. Total players with the pass attempt over two and a half at plus 130. So obviously Mahomes and Garoppolo are going to each have a pass attempt, so I'm already at two. You need one more. So I'm thinking I could see something fun where maybe there is a little, like, toss to, like, Samuel or someone, and then another. There's going to be. That's a top. great. That's a great and, prop bet. And the thing is, over the last couple of years, is it seems like, what have people done? They've they've tricked them. They've done the little pass place of the quarterback and stuff. Or like, I think, you know, the punters have done stuff like that. I just think someone's gonna get cute with the play, and some receiver is gonna be hucking that ball down the field. And then the last one I have, which is, I'm sure you can only find this on certain sites, the ones that get very in depth. But it was Mahomes having more completions on that Sunday. Than LeBron James having points. The Lakers well, play. Lock that in now. The Lakers play the Sacramento Kings that Sunday, and obviously, LeBron James is uh, going to be having a tough time. As of 20 minutes ago, he actually did post an Instagram post. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, if we want to end up reading that, and uh, the other thing though is that historically with LeBron James, doesn't give a shit about playing these bad teams. I mean, I think that'll be more of a game where he facilitates hey, and stuff. I'll call and the Kings a bad team. Also, at this point, he might not even... Who knows if he's even going to have the desire to play that day because it's going to be against the Kings. He might just take a personal day himself still, which means that would obviously be a no bet. But even if he plays, I'm, I would be banking on the Lakers getting such a big lead early on that they don't need him or that he's kind of limited that game anyway. And I'm also banking then on Mahomes, the fact of him probably having like 34 completions or something. But, uh, yeah, so those are my... Uh, Fun little prop bets. And then if you want me to say for MVP. Do you, do, you have, do you have MVP odds there for, you know, you guys to pick? I uh, I could get those for you, right? Yeah, let me hear those. Oh, I'll, I'll give you mine for... just because I already pulled mine up. Um, I said before I like the Chiefs defense to force Garoppolo into uh, some mistake. Um, I'm going with Frank Clark at plus 9,000 for MVP. Um, wow, it's definitely some good value. Okay. You, just because I throw a little bit on there and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, maybe a big uh, strip sack, another you know, sack that takes him out of field range, something like that. So I hadn't given any thought to this until you mentioned it. I went with it. Von Miller like four years ago on that. So. And, and he got it. Yeah. I hadn't given this any thought until you brought it up about the MVP thing, and then I switched my pick, obviously. And I was going to say mine. I'm, I don't even need to hear the odds. Mine's going to be Nick Bosa. Yeah. Nick Bosa. Same thing. I could see him coming around, getting a strip sack, maybe even like a pick on a little screenplay or something like that. Uh, and then at least I think he's good for at least two sacks on Mahomes this year, this weekend. Yeah. So uh, obviously, have... yeah, Mahomes is the clear cut favorite at plus one ten. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. And if the Chiefs are winning the Still Super Bowl, if the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl, it's gonna be him. Like, I, the Chiefs aren't gonna win the Super Bowl. And they're gonna be like. I mean, that's why you can get Frank Clark at plus exactly. nine. Exactly. And, and yeah, the only other way it wouldn't be him if the Chiefs win is is a defensive player. You know, if Tyron Matthew had like. Two picks and he ran one back. Yeah, I like mean, even if like Damian Williams has three TDs, it's going to be because yeah. Mahomes got him down there. So and so then Garoppolo's two and a half to one. Mostert is six to one, and uh, another second time we're going to name drop him. Our buddy Matt, he uh, was able to get Mostert at MV, uh, MVP odds last week before last week's game at sixty to one. Yeah, and now or it, was, it might have even been like sixty six to one, but now it's it's six to one. So it tells you what that four touchdown performance did. Yeah. George Kittle at 12 to 1, which is value I kind of like for them because I could see him having nine catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown or two. Uh, Nick Bosa's 15 to 1. So he's actually ahead of oh, okay. Damian Williams at 17 to 1 and Tyree Kill at 17 to 1. Because, like I just said, look, Mahomes is number one. The next 
four players are Niner players because they know that if the Chiefs win this game, it's going to be Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, you can, make, you can make said, a case for Kelsey. With that said, there's a, been, there's a couple of years Brady didn't win MVP when they won. Last year. Yeah. Last year and then when Deion Branch won it. So, yeah, I mean, what, uh, if you guys want to get really bold, uh, the kicker, Robbie Gold, going off at 10,000 to 1. Or not 10,000 to 1, plus 10,000. <laughs> I, I'll take 10,000. <laughs> I think I'll save my, my dollars, my, my $5 and buy but a soda. Like I said with Tyron Matthew, you know, 50 to 1 odds. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, a couple picks, a couple yeah. maybe a fumble. Yeah. Richard Sherman, 40 to 1. I think Richard Sherman's more likely than Tyron Matthew because they're going to throw the ball much more than the Niners will. Yeah. So he'll have more options. But Patrick Mahomes is better than. Is is certainly better than Garoppolo, so yeah. Alrighty, do we uh, want to end this on a sad note and say what? I think uh, I think we just say thank you to Kobe. All right. that's my opinion, but we can do whatever. No, you no, guys. no, you're, you're it's good. We should. Yeah, thank you, Kobe. Thank you, Kobe. Yep, thank you, Kobe. Oh, you have I, to say it, Andy. Oh, but he died, Andy. There's there's so he, much, he died. There's so much pain he caused me as well. But thank you for. Retiring Kobe. I can't do it. <laughs> wow, do the it. guy died in a, in, a, in a fiery accident. No, I'm just kidding. All right, well, that was okay, episode. Well, let me, okay, let me be friends. Thank you for what all you've done for everyone that's that's still out there that we're watching every day all the time, um, how much you've inspired everyone that you're gone, but you're not. We yeah, see you well in, said. I, I see you in Kawhi. I see you in Lonzo Ball. Like, it just... Jason Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you, Kobe. That's true. All right, episode 255 out. 155 out.